Hello everyone, welcome to Heart's Happiness Podcast. The place where I, Manpreet, share my journey of healing intergenerational family trauma to help you to understand your story. I share a bunch of tools and tips that will transform your mental health and allow you to find your own heart's happiness. So exciting, right? Each episode will cover one of three areas. One, raising awareness of what this trauma actually is and how it hides in our lives. Two, tools, tips, support, lots of different things that I've used to get better and heal from this trauma. And three, I'll be connecting you with so many specialists and therapists and coaches as guests on my show. So we are going to transform your mental health and empower you to take your healing by the hands and move forward. Hello, my loves. Welcome back. I'm interviewing an intuitive healer all about intuition, about our soul's journey, about universal energy and how we're impacted by it. And we're really going well deep into the woo-woo, but it was such a fabulous conversation because I'm really interested in what we're all here for, right? So like some bad stuff happened to me that woke me up and now I get to help you guys by sharing these stories and putting um, courses and things out there. And then it will help you and hopefully that will change the course of your life and lead you to whatever you're meant to be doing. And that's what I think happens when we heal on the inside and heal from our trauma. So we'll be talking to Mark in a moment, but I have an exciting announcement. For Black Friday, which is like the 25th of November, I will be offering 50% off my signature eight-week course, Take Back Your Power. And this is the course for you if you want to do the inner work and inner healing so you can break cycles of trauma in your family so you can stop getting caught up in the dysfunction of toxic toxic family members how you can stop people pleasing how you can stop you know having bad relationship patterns with like unavailable people you know all of this stuff we go through all of it in the course and how specifically how you can change because I'm an exchange manager and I'm all about those practical tools that will can be adopted by you in your life to actually change it. Because that's what happened to me. I wasn't happy with just therapy and understanding that I had been through trauma. I wanted to know how can I be healthy then? If I've never been shown what healthy is, how can I be healthy? And I went on a journey to figure out what healthy is and how somebody that's very unhealthy and been brought up in a toxic family can actually step into that and change your life as well. So manifesting a great relationship, manifesting more money, manifesting a good job, all of those things come when we build our self-worth. And this course is the beginning of that healing journey. So if you've got any questions, you can reach out to me at manpri at heartshappiness.co.uk or you can um, just find me on Instagram or Facebook and I can let you know when that link is available. But remember, join the newsletter if you want to get it earlier. Okay, let's speak to Mark. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. It's so lovely to have you here. Did you want to introduce yourself and explain what it is that you do? Yeah, thanks, Manpreet. I am an intuitive energy healer. And yeah, essentially, I guess what I do is... um, I remove anything from the energy field that shouldn't be there and I help people to heal their energy fields. And, you know, this encompasses the aura and the various components of the energy body. Um, So I kind of work with the five key components of the energetic anatomy. So the aura, which is composed of a number of layers or what we might call subtle bodies, We have the chakras, we have the meridians, we have energy channels, and we have energy centers. Mm -hmm. And within all five of those key components, we can hold uh, emotional blockages, unprocessed traumas, energetic wounds, debris, and so on. And yeah, I sort of clear that out and help people to optimize their energy. I love that because so often I know that in the past when I've had things like therapy and stuff like that, I have felt so exhausted afterwards. And it was because I was holding like the energy, it hadn't quite passed out of my energy field. So it, I sort of really understood it at a conscious level, but my body and my energy was still really feeling that heaviness, which is like I've had Reiki and things like that to help to, yeah. to release it. And that, that's kind of what like people may be experiencing right if they're having some kind of energy blockage or problem or imbalance yeah so i often um 
talk about the two pillars of 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 healing um the one pillar is consciousness and the other pillar is energy so these two pillars kind of balance each other out the one without the other is unstable um now the consciousness work is important this this can create great shifts in understanding and working with a therapist shifts your consciousness yeah you can understand why something happened in your life uh, why you're reacting in a certain way and so on but the energy is important too because the energy of those emotions from that past trauma are stuck in the energy field and when you get a trigger all of that energy flares up because mm -hmm. it resonates at a certain frequency so let's say uh, you've got anger sitting in your energy field and something triggers your anger all your past anger that's sitting in your aura all starts flaring up <laughs> flashing uh you know red, red lights <laughs> just because of a of a little trigger that might seem insignificant and whilst the consciousness work helps you to understand the trigger the energy clearing helps to remove that baggage mm -hmm. and then it actually becomes much easier to delve into those traumas to understand them and to heal them at a deeper level yeah and is that different from like so when we do body work so like because i know like trauma stays in the body and we release and um, we could do things like breath work or, you know, there's loads of modalities to help us to release it from the body. Like I, I'm a EFT practitioner um, that can really help with that. And would you say that the energy is the next stage or is the body and the energy a bit more connected than that? Okay. So we need to look at how we define body. Mm -hmm. When you say body, are you just referring to the physical, the solid portion? Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> rather than maybe there's the energetic around yeah. it so so when, when when i say body what i actually mean is our entire body including all our energy so the aura so, as well yeah yeah because e even in the cells of our body we have these uh past traumas um and past emotions that might be sitting there because within the cell then within the atom we have the space of the protons and the electrons and the neutrons spinning around inside the atom. And in that space is energy. Mm. So when I work with people to, to clear stack energy, I work sequentially, but perhaps intuitively through the different layers of the body. Mm. So I might start off actually in layer two of the aura, which I call the emotional body. Then I might go into layer one. Then I might go right into the cellular body to clear at a much deeper level. Um, and sometimes an emotional blockage might appear at a number of layers within mm. the energy. And each of these mostly needs to be dressed uh, individually because, you know, with our intention, we can clear one layer of the energy field. So let's say, uh, you're working with the physical body. So what we're actually talking about is the energy held within the cells of the body. Uh, and you can clear that, but you haven't yet cleared uh, the layers of the aura. Mm -hmm. And quite often this energy is sitting in the second layer, which we call the emotional body. So mm -hmm. then you kind of need to work with that intentionally. Yeah. I love it. Um, I know I'm going on a tangent, but um, I just really love talking about this. But how about like, you know, our ancestral energy? Mm. Like, so from our parents, our grandparents, can we be holding their energy within us in like our energy body, even after they've gone? You know, can you set, speak about that a little bit? Because I love about yeah. the generational trauma. So, yeah. So, so this is interesting. Um, our ancestral energy kind of flows into us as two channels of energy, um, the paternal and the maternal lines. Mm -hmm. And the, the way I see this is almost like two channels of energy coming into the back of our heart field or to the back of our aura, kind of by the shoulder blades. Um, with the paternal line, our father's line coming in on the right side and our maternal line or our mother's line coming in on our left side. And you can almost imagine your mother standing behind you and your father standing behind you and behind them, their parents, behind them, their parents, all the way back. And we'll have these lines of ancestors lined up behind us. And this is the exercise we do when we do um, uh, um, ancestral healing. Uh, 
And as you, if you imagine these as channels of energy, you can cleanse those channels of energy. You can do a general cleanse or you can approach specific blockages within those channels of energy. There mm. might be specific traumas and typically what comes up in ancestral lines would be things like depression, um, suicide, poverty, uh, where if there's been any abuse. Mm. Um, and the other thing that you can do is you can actually connect specifically to one of those ancestors. And as you connect to that ancestral line, you might just get a sense, oh, there's somebody maybe two or three generations back stepping forward, connecting to your energy field. And you might just get a sense that there's somebody there that you need to communicate with. And perhaps there's some event mm. in that trauma, uh, in, in, that, um, in that generation that needs to be healed. Mm. and it's really quite a magical process because yeah I, I, I like to i like to guide my clients through this themselves so that they can connect with their ancestors um and i think the ancestors like to connect with the person rather than with the healer so where possible you know if the if the client has the skills to do this i'd guide them through the process and a grandparent a great-grandparent will step forward and some trauma will come to the fore you know yeah I bet that's so powerful is it you know the way like it's almost like their wounds of the past they just need to bring out into the light and I guess they never got to you know during their time so by it coming through to you like you like you're healing that because you're bringing it out into consciousness and and healing it so that's so powerful because so much of you know all the things you mentioned I've had like poverty my family line suicide abuse addiction lots of lots of different traumas and you know becoming more and more aware of their stories and and things like that I'm really noticing how that fear that's been in the ancestral line has been in my life I've been afraid of those things like poverty and money when I'm not really struggled with money in my life, but it's always a fear that it's going to go or, you know, um, or that these bad things, that life isn't safe and these bad things can happen is very much, you know, to my core, how we all believe, like my, all my family believes life is. And that's been a real shift, but it's because of that ancestral, you know, wounding coming up. Yeah. And if you think of the history of our, of our planet and of our species, you know, we've lived through some pretty interesting times, but our ancestors lived through some really difficult times. Definitely. You know, just going back through the wars, the famines and so on. And all of that energy is sitting in these ancestral lines and, and, and we can feel it. Ooh. But consciousness has shifted significantly over the past 20 years and we've got the tools to heal it. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't need that heavy energy uh, we don't need that burden anymore because we can yeah. do something about it. So we can through these processes, like rid the planet of that level of fear, because that's kind of what it what it is, isn't it? That low vibrational energy. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. I love talking about it. But everybody, every healer has a story of how they found their work. So I just wanted to hear a little bit about how you came to do this. <laughs> yeah, kicking and screaming um it it was a it was a a difficult process um you know i'd always been interested in spiritual stuff and the power of the mind you know i remember as a as a teenager going to the bookshop and always looking into the sort of personal development or the psychology psychology section which in those days was actually very small. There wasn't much yeah. in that department <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not like today where there's like just, you know, bookshelves after bookshelves of, of, of material to, to help you. Um, but yeah, I guess in my 20s and, and 30s, I got a bit distracted with, you know, the need to earn a living and to support mm. my family. And um, the career path became very difficult for me. Um, a number of redundancies, a uh, couple of business failures, and eventually I was penniless, depleted, and very unhappy. I was in a, I was in a black hole, mm-hmm. and I just didn't know how to get out of it. Um, I'd been studying spiritual material for a long time, and I, I kept 
I kept just thinking that if only God would tell me what he wanted me to do. Mm. If only God would tell me what he wanted me to do. And I had it all back to front. And eventually what happened is, um, you know, I was, I was running a business with my wife and that wasn't working. We, we, we were struggling to just put food on the table. You know, there were, there were days when we'd have just enough money to buy lunch for our daughter's school the next day. Oh, wow. And, and we, were, we were like days away from uh, the bank going legal on our home. But one day my wife went back to work. She, she got a contract um, in, her, in her line of work and that sort of secured our income for, for a few months. And I had nothing to do. You, you know, the business was closed down. Yeah, I had no calls to make. I had no, no business to try and drum up. And she told me not to do anything that mm. I didn't want to do that day. She said, don't try and make any money. Don't try and earn a living. Don't try and find a job. Don't do anything. Just chill out and do what you want to do. If you want to watch TV, watch TV. And so what I started doing is I started healing myself. Wow. I've been doing some, you know, I'd read a few books, you know, in hindsight, I had about six or seven books on healing on my bookshelf already that I'd read along with all the spiritual material. Um, and I'd been doing some volunteer healing at the spiritual church um, that I was involved in. And I just started applying what I knew to myself because I was so depleted and, and my energy was a mess. And I did that day after day and then people started coming and I started helping people and then more people wow. came and I did more work on myself and eventually it just turned into into like a practice mm. I kept studying I kept learning and I and from that day something that that I've practiced daily is every morning and every evening I work on myself I'm my mm -hmm. first client every day and my last client every day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just grew from there. Wow. So it was your dark soul of the night that led you to your... Dark night practice. of the soul, yeah. Yeah. It was... Um, and and, and the, the twist was, whilst I thought God would save me and tell me what he wanted me to do, what I, what I realized is God was just telling me, do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Do the thing that brings you to life. Do the mm. thing that lights up the spark within your heart. Mm. And, and if everybody could just find that spark within themselves and, and, and start fueling that flame, you know, mm. let that light grow within you and, and, and let that guide your life. It would mm. be so much easier. Yeah, definitely. And then you get to do the thing that you're here to do, which is like a very powerful... Thing, not just for the planet but for yourself i mean i'm guessing that the job you had before couldn't have been further from your job now <laughs> correct yeah. yeah sort of like in business i got into um uh, importing products i was doing commodity trading and, and things like that and it you know it actually yeah it, it, that in itself was draining for me mm. and, and i think a lot of people find themselves in this position today of doing something to pay the bills that yeah. doesn't actually fill them with with joy but, yeah it's and, so true that's draining um, but everybody has a spark within them and if this happened on a collective level you know all the healers became healers all the teachers became teachers all the chefs became chefs all the musicians mm. became musicians the mix is right yeah you you know the, the, there's the right mix of people in this recipe um that, of planet earth of humanity and if everybody just fulfilled their their passion fulfilled their mission the balance on the planet would be right yeah definitely i mean we've all got it within us and i know like for you know i used to do a job that was very different to what well i take bits of that job with with me like i was a business analyst i was like a change manager um and I was very much about processes. So I tried to um, 
um, put that on my work now just to help it break it down. But I just never felt joy and I just didn't feel happy. And it was just, I was doing it for the paycheck and that really was it. And I really tried, I kept trying to change roles. I kept trying to get work for different companies. I just, you know, I you just know in your heart that it doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and that it doesn't make you happy. And you're just like, God, is this what life is? That I just work and pay my bills and die. <laughs> you know, it just really, and now like every day I get to do what I love, you know, wh- whatever that is in whatever form. And it makes me feel so much more alive and happier and that affects the people around it's just such a positive thing that when we are and you I mean I guess because of the way that life happened with you that you know having no money and all that kind of stuff you sort of had no choice but to go inwards you know and um and face it whereas like I still had this lovely juicy fruit of you can stay here you can stay in the corporate world we'll pay you um, but I just knew, I knew, I, I know I gave up a year ago that it just didn't make sense and it didn't make me happy and it was exhausting doing both things. And um, so it, was, it wasn't it was a simple choice for me because it was, you know, the whole society and world would take this option, which is that corporate path and the guaranteed income. But my heart and my intuition spoke to me so loudly one day and just went, you have to quit your job now. Like it was so profound. And um, and I did. I'm still <laughs> figuring out how to run a business. But it was like it has been an incredible year to be able to do what I love. Um, so this month on the podcast, I'm talking about intuition. And it sounds like your intuition was always leading you towards like spiritual books and you know, like it was always a little bit taking you there. When was the first time you felt connected to your intuition that you remember? Well, I remember as a kid, and I must have been maybe about five years old. I remember lying in bed and having long conversations with Jesus. Wow. And, you know, I grew up in a Catholic, in a Catholic family, I was going to Sunday school, going to church every Sunday. We did all the uh, all the ceremonies and everything. But I remember even at that age, something didn't quite add up for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and and the question I had was, okay, so if people who don't go to church and aren't Christians land up going to hell, but what about the tribes living in the Amazon jungle? Mm-hmm. Like, why are they going to be punished for something that they don't even know about? And it just didn't, like, make sense to me. And I remember Mm. that even from a young age. Um, And I realized in hindsight, you know, many years later that uh, as a child, I was channeling. Mm. And for many years, I thought I didn't have any spiritual gifts. I thought my intuition didn't exist. And, you know, I guess it is true that it was shut down uh, by my lifestyle, by all the drinking and partying of my my twenties. <laughs> um, you know, the psychic senses had been numbed and dulled somewhat. <laughs> and as they started coming back, um, I realized actually, you know, they were always there. It's just like something that you tune into. Mm. And with practice, you get better at doing that. Um, and I, I think everybody's got like at least one strong gift Mm. and mine was the channeling you know it was being able to ask questions and get answers yeah wow the the other stuff is secondary but has has built up you know the the sort of sensing of energy and the seeing of energy has has developed over time and i've intentionally worked with that to to develop it because you know in my work it's it's useful to work with all the psychic senses because there's sometimes when one or, or, or some of the other psychic senses aren't, aren't useful or aren't effective with certain problems. Mm. So sometimes if you can't see something clairvoyantly, you can still get an answer from your guides or from the angels. Um, you, you know, and if one's not working, you can use the other. Um, and, you know there's there's a number of layers to to the problems that we face in the energy world Mm -hmm. so it's useful to use all of the senses 
Yeah, I bet. And for like what I think is really interesting is that you did have that voice when you were younger and then it sort of dimmed out. And I really think like I remember like as a child, um, I must have been like five and just feeling the energy in the house that I grew up in. And there was a lot of um, domestic abuse in like two generations. And I remember saying out loud, this is really wrong. Like the way they treat you is really wrong. And my grandma, my mom, just shutting me down. And I just feel like that we have these memories where like an adult has told us what we're saying is wrong and that we don't know what we're saying. Like, I don't know if you voiced what you've channeled that time, you know, about, you know, like about the religion and what you were experiencing. But an adult would be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Dismiss it. Tell you that you're crazy, that, you know, that's not real. And I know that really happened to me. And I just learned to really suppress that intuitive feelings that like I was I was a very empathic child and what I was feeling I learned to really push down like with food and then later I was the same with like drinking and going out and everything just because I felt I felt it all too much and I was told it was wrong so then what happens is we learn to not trust that sort of voice that knowing because that's kind of what that intuition is that absolute knowing that you have within you and I really believe that, like you, like you said, that everybody has that voice, but they've just lost it along the way. And it's like trying to go find it again by slowing down and getting within. Yeah, Is there anything we can do to like, if, if somebody's listening and they've really lost their connection to their voice, what, what would you recommend to be able to, to be able to find it, to find our intuition? Sure. The, the, most, the most important thing, is to reestablish your connection to the divine. Mm -hmm. Energetically, you can imagine this as a pillar of light coming from your heart center or flowing into your heart center from source, mm -hmm. from the creator. When, when I was involved with the spiritualist church, they, they had that prayer from the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into the mind of man. And... I worked with that prayer for at least five years. I remember we were sitting in circle meditating um, and I got a message from one of the people in circle and, and, and she said, you know, you, you got to work more intensely with this prayer. And, and, and so I did. And, and, you know, also using my business background, I started, I still like to measure things because when you measure things, you can, you can change things, you know, and you can make progress. So I started measuring like the strength of my connection. Mm. And I started like just seeing, okay, if I'm improving my connection, so from 50% to 60%, what does that feel like? What do I do to improve this connection? Wow. Um, how, how can I improve this connection on a daily basis? And, and what, you know what should i do to to improve this and, and yeah i just for years i've been imagining more and more light flowing down this divine channel into me and sometimes for most people when you're starting out this channel is actually energetically damaged mm. and it might just be a little bit damaged 10 percent, 20 percent damaged so the first step is to heal this channel and you imagine the light flowing through this channel and you ask the light to heal it now energy is very very responsive to thought mm -hmm. and, and it's actually quite easy to manipulate energy with our thoughts mm -hmm. so by asking the light or asking that energy because that light mm -hmm. is energy by asking it to heal it will heal simple as that so you imagine it coming in and you ask it to heal then you want to make sure that it is flowing fully so from us from our heart center it flows upwards through the chakras past the higher self that exists energetically above our energy field carries on further it reaches the soul which it passes through and then it goes to source it goes through seven layers of source mm -hmm. to the middle and we want that channel going right into the middle of the creator and we can ask for that to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, so some people's energy channels, divine channels are damaged, but some are even disconnected from source. Mm. Through lifetimes of trauma, 
through mistakes that were made, etc. That connection might be almost completely severed. Mm. But we can fix it with within a few minutes of intentional breath work, visualization, and just asking for that connection to be reestablished. Yeah, that's so amazing. And um, because, like, since I've started my healing journey, like, I've really realized the power of intention. That when you ask for something or you say something out loud, and you know, um, and you visualize it, or, and all these kind of things, how you can really start to experience a shift by just saying it. And I think that's just been so incredible. Because obviously, when I was a traumatized child, I didn't realize that this was available to me. I never saw it within my family. That's not anything that anybody ever did. But it's just so powerful. And I, what you said there about the people that are disconnected, like I work with a lot of people that have experienced trauma and they are so disconnected from any of that because they're so in pain. So they're just like, um, they've almost like left their, like they're just flown, you know, they're just not there anymore. So ungrounded, their energy is not safe. It's just sort of in another part. Yeah, well, so much the the energetic anatomy is a bit more complicated than than we realize and it can become quite damaged fragmented misaligned through trauma in, in a number of ways um i'll tell you a little story i a few years ago i was um we're driving back from from the beach one one evening i think it was it must have been a friday or something and i was teaching a workshop the next day and on the way back we we're dropping some friends off and we witnessed a horrible car accident um just about 50 meters from where we had pulled over and you know i saw it happen i was one of the first on the scene uh there was a fatality i had to climb into this upturned car to help a woman out of this car whilst her partner was dead in the driver's seat. Oh my gosh. So it was, it was traumatic. Now I, I was teaching a workshop the next day and I knew I needed to sort myself out in order to teach the workshop. Mm. So I got home and I spent probably about five hours just working on myself because everything had been shaken up. Um, so the energy re retracted. Um, there was misalignment of the lower five subtle bodies. So all of them were like slightly out of alignment. Um, I had these emotional blockages just instantly created this sort of like dread and, and panic. Um, these emotional blockages just from witnessing that and being there that formed in my energy field. And, and I could feel them in my energy body and I needed to release them one by one so that I could regain my energy. Um, and and it's, it's quite complicated, but when there's trauma, each of these little things needs to be repaired. With severe trauma, part of the heart field fragments, and, and that can be left behind. This, this part that's experiencing that intense emotion fragments off the energy body and gets left back in time and space. We call the soul loss. Mm. Um, it's it's the heart field that's a reflection of the soul that fragments so uh this is actually the workshop i'm teaching this weekend we we need to go back and heal this fragment and then reintegrate mm. that into the heart field mm. now most people i would say would have 10 to 15 of these fragments missing from their heart fields mm. some of them from the current life many from past lives but we have lived through these traumas and this is what happens to the energy field. Mm. And I think our mission in this lifetime at this point of human history is to repair the energetic anatomy from the traumas that have happened to us over the past thousand years, mm. past 5,000 years, probably. Um, longer. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I know um, something that you talk about um, in your work, which I wanted to ask you about is, you know, we are having a lot more people that are having their awakenings and like, you know, stepping into, um, like you said earlier, you know, there was hardly any psychology books and there's so many more books. 
because a lot of people are sort of healing, are waking up and they're doing their what they're meant to be doing here. Why do you, so you sort of touched on it there, but why do you think that's happening now um, at this time, the amount of people that are sort of waking up? So Mother Earth is waking up. Mm. And the frequency of the planet is rising and she's dragging humanity along whether we like it or not. Yeah, that's and so if true. We, if we can't keep up, we're going to get left behind. Mm. It's and a wake up, isn't it? It's like you can't carry on like this. Yeah. And you can see it. You, you, you can see it in the conversations you're having with people. You can see it just in the books that are available in the bookshop. You can mm. see it in people's habits. Um, you, you know, the explosion of life coaching and yoga over the past few decades. Um, and that's shifting now. We've got so many um, sort of self-help podcasts and uh, conscious movies. There's yeah. conscious TV channels. Mm. It, it, it's, it's everywhere. But most importantly, people are seeking it. It's within their hearts. They can feel this. And they're looking for something. Mm. You know, clients are drawn towards their, their healer and they're asking for, okay, what can I do? What mm. can I do to help myself? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's why there's so many of us out there offering it to whoever, you know, we resonate with. But I just think it's so interesting. Like, you know, we've had COVID. There is so much political, crazy thing. Like, it's almost like these old systems, someone's, like, if you say Mother Earth or whoever, it's turning up the temperature. And it's just like making all these things that have been part of our lives for so long look actually completely crazy. It's just like, it's so intense. I think it is starting to make people question what they've been asleep to their whole lives. Like we were all, you know, when I think about me before I went through my journey, I was just, I just did these things. Like I worked in an environment where there was racism, there was sexism, Mm. but it was just the way that it is. It's the way it's always been. And I just accepted it. And now it's just like, because I've woken up to it. I'm just like, this is actually mad that it's 2022 and we're still living in a world like this. And I do think some of these explosions of, you know, um, consciousness about, you know, things like racism and about politicians and all these things is really making us think about the way the world's been running. You know, almost it escalates people waking up so they can do the thing that they're here to do. Yeah. It's like, it's like the tide's coming in. Mm. And as the tide comes in and the water rises, if there's a ship that, that's sitting in, in the water, it's just going to rise. But if that ship is anchored and tied onto a rock at the bottom of the ocean, it's going to start pulling and it's going to get tighter and tighter. And that chain um, to the bottom of the ocean will get tighter and tighter and it, eventually it will sink the ship. Now, some people's ships are starting to sink and they are freaking out. Mm. And, and and their behavior is getting crazier and crazier. Yes. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And, and you kind of just need to observe from a distance and just, just sort of observe because we don't need to be on the sinking ship. No. And when we and follow we our heart and we do what we're here to do, I think... Yeah you know, we'll, we'll be okay, really. And yeah. it's people that are not and following some of these old systems that are like going through their own wake up, like whatever that means to them. I know before bed last night, my husband was like, oh, apparently there's going to be a two year recession. And he just went into this little fear thing. And I was like, that's a great thing to say before we go to sleep. But just like, you know, for us to have faith that we're doing things differently and that we'll be okay. Like the things that we're not told to do, you know you know society culture and all these things doesn't tell us that this is the way that we should be doing but by following our hearts like almost you can avoid some of this um all the craziness that is happening and I know in your work you talk a bit a lot about universal energy and that impact on us and our as a result our how it healed you know it's making us heal it's making us wake up could you just talk a little bit about that because there might be people listening that have never heard of that concept before yeah so so we we are swimming in an ocean of energy okay we we're in this ocean of energy and it's it's all around us and we're a part of it and and it is a part of us 
as essentially what's happening is more energy is being sent to the earth. And this is causing this rising tide. So, that, so, so the tide is rising. And what that means is the frequency of the energy is rising. There's more light and light is consciousness and we can access that and we, and we, we sort of know things and we understand things easier and faster. Our, what, what this rising tide does is it, it forces us to look at our wounds and our traumas because our wounds and our traumas are like the anchors to the bottom of the ocean. And, and if we've got a wound and a trauma that's unhealed, that's going to be pulling on our energy and it's going to need a need to be addressed. And we need to lift that ankle. We need to cut that, that, that chain so that we can rise up on this rising tide of energy. And this sort of just, it makes things much easier because we, we start going with the flow. Mm. We stop fighting the current. You know, if you, if you're in a river and you're trying to swim upstream as I was doing, uh, you know, many years ago, it's exhausting. Mm. And, and you can swim against the current for, for a period of time. But eventually, you're going to be so tired, you're just going to get washed away and drown. Mm. But if you can just go with the current, if you can go with the energy, you can still steer yourself. But it's much easier. Mm. You know, having faith is knowing that this river is taking you into the ocean and knowing that that is where you want to be. When we, in fear, we fear where that where the river wants to take us. So we start swimming against it. Mm. And we panic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which can make I us think if we understand itself. that the, the, the river is divine energy, it's divine light, and it wants what's best for us. And as we go with it, we go where we are meant to be because we're a part of that. Our soul set this plan in accordance with the divine. You know, our soul, each and every one of our souls, your soul, my soul, everybody's soul worked with God, with the divine on this plan. And everybody is going where the soul knows is best for that person even though our little self here and, and our little meat popsicle might not agree with that, at a higher level, it is exactly where we need to go. Mm. And if we've got that faith, we'll be taken to the right point. Yeah, definitely. I think it's so interesting because I, since I've been reading your posts and whenever you say like the energy has been really intense, um, like I'll just have it. And I think this has been part of my own journey, but, you know, I was, I've been fighting against it. So like there'll be nights where I just won't sleep very much because I think I'm picking up on that really intense energy or, or I'm getting anxious about past things, which is exactly what you're talking about, right? It's like that energy's increase. So I'm having that shift within my own energy because I'm being affected by it from you know that universal energy and it's taking me to a path to heal another thing or to rest and to because sometimes when I've really not slept and then I'm trying to force myself to do like work really I think what it's telling me to do is to slow down and be and you know allow whatever that recent upgrade or whatever it is that's come down into the planet and I find that myself and I, I notice how it affects my clients because it affects all of us right no matter how awakened we are you know it will affect everybody in, in in some way maybe not everyone's staying up at night with it but I'm guessing it, it will even people that are earlier on in their journey or haven't started their awakening yet yeah yeah this is sometimes like if, if you imagine a marathon and you look at the profile of a marathon there's hills and there's downhills and uphills and you know, maybe there's some difficult sections. Sometimes there's a headwind. Sometimes there's a tailwind. The people running the marathon are at different points of that marathon route at one point in time. So one person might be going up a hill. Another person might be going down a hill. But we're running the same course. Mm -hmm. You know, we might all feel a gust of wind that comes through the whole course at the same time, 
but that's going to affect people differently depending on where they are on this marathon course. So yeah, everyone's at, at, a, at a different point, but we, we kind of have to go over, we've all got to climb the hill. Yeah. And it's going to be pushing us to do it in whatever way, like we're at, right? Yeah. But, you know, with, with the tide coming in, each wave is pushing us further up the beach. Mm. The tide's not going out. The tide's coming in. So it's almost every day there's a wave of energy that's pushing. Wow. You know, sometimes there's a big wave that comes in and all of a sudden all my clients message me, oh, can I have an appointment? Have you got any space? Please try and squeeze <laughs> me in. And it all happens all in the same like couple of days. And then it's like, okay, for a while. And then, yeah. Yeah. That uh, like, makes so much sense. Cause everything feels worse in those moments. Like you're yeah. more overwhelmed. You need support. You're a bit more stressed, but I'm guessing that you feel like that too. So it's going to, I was just going to say it. what's difficult is that, yeah, the, the, the healers are also feeling that big wave of energy. Mm. Um, the, the advantage is, you, you know, as healers, we've got the tools to sort ourselves out. So Every yeah. morning, I kind of check in on my energy. I'm like, okay, what, what do I need to heal? Are there any problems, anything surfacing? Because I need to be at my best in order to do my work. Mm. Um, and, and so, yeah, hopefully there's it doesn't take too long and I can just, you know, have a cup of coffee and maybe write a social media post. <laughs> Other days, I need to do quite a bit of work on myself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed. I mean, I never, I think I was so, when I was the years of numbing and all of that, I didn't ever notice the impact of the full moon even or like um, planet shit, anything like that. Like, But now I, I just, I sort of notice it a lot more. Even now I'm noticing the seasons and how that even impacts on my energy. And like, um, but before I had completely no awareness whatsoever I still fight against it I have to say so that's something I'm working on and just surrendering to it is something that I'm definitely trying to go with that flow a little bit more rather than pushing yeah. against it yeah I think we need to like reach a level of acceptance with mm. what's happening mm. if we're tired one day and we need to rest then rest mm. some days you'll feel more inspired and you'll feel motivated to do more work mm. or to to go to a yoga class or to do a long meditation and some days you're just going to have a short meditation or maybe you're not going to meditate at all you can just chill out maybe read a page of a book mm. um, and that's okay you, you know we we need to just be where we are and 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 be okay with that and and like we spoke about earlier, being in sync with your own intuition, letting it lead you rather than like I can't tell you, but the, the times my brain and and my upbringing is like you're being lazy, you're not doing all the things. But my yeah. intuition will just be like, no, you have to just rest now. So you just got to go on the sofa, relax. That's it. You're done. And I can really feel that. And I think sometimes we push past those signals that we're getting and really exhaust ourselves you know even like on our spirit ourselves like all of it like sometimes when you're doing these wound like healing work that can be quite exhausting so you just do need to rest to allow yeah, it to come we, out we're kind of charting a new course here as a species you, you know we we kind of creating a new way of being mm. and the old way was to push 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 you know and that's still in my head. I think I, I need to do social media posts. I need to plan yes. my next workshop. I need to send a, a newsletter to my list. I need to do this, that, and the next thing. But then I'm feeling like, you know, today actually I want to rest. Mm. And, and there's this tension that, that you're yeah. talking of. The tension of pushing in the old way of doing things and between this new way of just being. Mm. and and it's okay if i don't do a social media post today and it's okay if i don't send a, a newsletter out and it's okay if i just take it easy because what's most important out of all of this is that we look after ourselves mm. that we keep our energy at its optimum level mm. because it's actually our energy that is attracting our clients and our income 
Mm. Not the social media posts, not the newsletter, not everything that we think we should be doing. And, 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 and I see this in my work, you know, when my energy is good, the appointments come. Yeah, I see that as well. Yeah, definitely. So when I run down, the bookings dry up and I realize, okay, this is actually a blessing because I need to work on myself. Yeah, that is so true. That happens to me as well. It's so true. And when you're pushing past it, um, because you've fallen back into that and their habits, the old habits of pushing and just getting it done, you know, yeah. like you said, it it doesn't have the same impact. Or I think it's crazy now that like I'm my own boss, so I could do what I want in a day, but I'll still find myself doing some of that pushing because yeah. like it was something I did for so many years of my life. So I even apply it to something that I have control over. And that's yeah. just a, a really big habit. Yeah, that that old addiction to busyness. I mean, yes. you know, when I when I left university, I went and lived in London for 10 years. You know, you needed to work 10 hours a day because everybody's <laughs> working 10 hours a day. You, you got to be on the it never stops. seven. Yeah. yeah. You get home after six and and you're just pushing the whole time. And you know, being busy was good. Mm. And the new way of being, being busy isn't good. You know, it means you, you haven't managed your 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 work well enough that you can just take it easy and and work at a steady level and keep your energy optimum. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, it's so. I mean, people listening to this might still find themselves there, but I was born and raised in London, and literally, I had the busy like I was busy at work, busy after work, busy socializing. All my weekends were full. I never did any self care. I was just spinning the whole time. And now, like, I, I went to London yesterday and I just, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I was around this busy energy all the time compared to, like, being further out in the countryside. And and I noticed how that change of life, how much it suits my energy system. But when you're in it and that's the way you've lived since you were a child even, you don't know any different. And it, yeah. and I think sometimes that's where we can fall back into that behaviour because it does feel so normal. Yeah. I think what's what's important is to just make some conscious choices about time for yourself. So, you know, I've started putting just blank time in my diary. Mm. <laughs> and and I go to the coffee shop for, you know, I've blanked out um, a time when I would normally have a client session. And I was like, you know, this is actually too much. I, I need some time to just actually get on top of my work, you know, the admin and and, and the stuff. And I wasn't getting to it and it was stressing me out. So I like, took some time in my diary and I said, okay, this time, once a week, I'm going to go and just do whatever I need to do. Mm. And it feels so much better. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's worth the loss of income because my standard of living has improved just with that simple action. Mm. and you come back with so much more energy I, I know when I've properly rested at a weekend and I don't let my work seep in I'm like really excited to get going on like Monday yeah. like I want to, like it's like I'm itching to do it rather than oh I'm having to do it like it's a different kind of feeling yeah you know I have quite a few clients you know one of the things that people come for healing for is when they're feeling stuck mm. you know this uh, not sure what they should be doing they don't know what's happening with their careers and so on and the first step is so is actually so simple because I went through this. You know, this was when when I was stuck in this dead end career and failing business, and this whole story that I went through was just start doing the things that you're actually interested in. And sometimes people don't even know what they're interested in. You know, I remember you know going to the bookshop, and I would go to that section of the bookshop. Always, I still do. You know, if I go to a bookshop, I go to the self-help or psychology section. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, what part, what section of the bookshop do you go to and what are you interested in? Because this is a clue. If you pick up a magazine, what type of magazine do you, do you pick up? If you had a free day to do anything, what would you do? Mm. And even that, some people like aren't sure, you know, maybe they're picking up a tabloid or something instead of, you know i'd pick up um you know there's new self-help magazines these days so that's the sort of magazine i'd pick up some people would pick up 
uh, the mirror or whatever it is. And that doesn't quite help them to figure out what it is that that brings their heart alive. Mm. So then you need to dive a bit deeper. And I, and I love that book, um, The Artist's Way. Have you mm-hmm. read The Artist's Way? It's such a no. beautiful, beautiful book. I'll check it out. So magically written. You know, she doesn't use the phrase channel, but it's channeled material because it's just it just flows so magnificent magnificently, magnificently. Um, and, and it's it's a good book to help you identify the things that make your soul sing because Mm. it gives you a number of exercises over a number of weeks to just go and do things that that feel nice for you and if you can find the things that feel nice for you maybe you'll find something that really brings your your soul to life Mm. you you know and and you can feel that and this is intuition you know you're talking about intuition earlier i think if I had to give one piece of advice for getting in touch with your intuition, it would be to drop out of the head and into the heart. And people who are stuck in the head think that this is difficult until they've done it. And then they realize, oh, this is actually quite easy. Now to fall into your heart, you, you need to feel something instead of think something. Mm. You can think something and you might have other thoughts about what you're thinking, but you'll never have a knowing. If you can feel something in your heart, you can have a knowing of what's right for you. And so to drop out of your head into your heart, you just need to focus there. Maybe you tap on your chest, you put your hand on your chest, take a few breaths through your heart. I like to smile in my heart. You know what it's like when you just smile in your heart and this sort of like makes your whole body warm and your whole energy field come to life. You can breathe through your heart center. Just imagine breathing through the middle of your heart. And the other one I love to do is I love to just think my most loving and joyful thought or memory. Mm. For me, it's my daughter. I think of, I think of playing with my daughter. Um, Especially there's this one memory where, you know, we we live in Cape Town, we're on the beach, uh, you know, in summer, most weekends and, and often in winter too. And um, she was little and she had a little surfboard and I was like pushing onto waves on the surfboard. And the one day we went down to the beach and it was small. It was, it was safe. The, the waves are small. And she grabbed the surfboard and she went and she caught a wave on her own. Aww. Just a little like ankle high foamy wave. And, and <laughs> she was standing on the surfboard and like grinning from ear to ear and waving at us Aww. as we put our tails down on the beach. And, and just like thinking a thought like that brings you into your heart. Mm. Now when you're in your heart, contemplate the thing that you want to contemplate maybe it's this job versus that job maybe it's a simple decision like do i go to france on holiday or do i go to spain on holiday whatever it is Um, you can sit with that energy in your heart and one of them will feel nicer Mm. this is your intuition Mm -hmm. this is the simplest way to tap into it you know yeah you don't need to yeah voices in your head you don't need to have god's booming voice saying thou shalt go to spain (laughs) (laughs) you don't need to have your clairvoyance suddenly come alive and you're seeing all sorts of energy things because that would actually freak most people out yeah exactly (laughs) so true they suddenly start seeing uh non-physical things with with through their eyes um just, just just feel it you know just feel yeah what right it's such a so powerful like just about you know connecting to your heart and it it's giving you the answer and I think sometimes as well like being brave enough to follow the answer when even like it might be not what somebody else would do or maybe not the way that your family's raised you but it's just what feels what feels good to you you know I know somebody um that I've been working with and She's been following her heart, but it's like not following the career option that maybe everybody else understands. And that's just feels so scary because she's just knows it's so right in her heart, but doesn't know what that looks like. Where our intuition only guides us like a little step. It doesn't it doesn't ever show us the whole the whole path because that's part of our journey of growth. But it can feel quite scary. But I just there's so much magical things that happen that I've noticed in my own life every time I listen to my heart and I follow that little bit of guidance, it take and it just takes me, my life has taken me places that I never even thought was possible just through following that guidance. It's so powerful. Yeah. And we yeah, all have it, it. Even if it takes us through 
something that's challenging. Yes. Um, you know, like what you're talking about, your friend, I had to go through that. I had to come out of the spiritual closet. You know, <laughs> I, had to, I had to tell my family and my friends that I was now an energy healer. <laughs> um, when you've been a businessman. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that was uncomfortable. Mm. You know, that was uncomfortable because of my fears of what other people would think about me. Mm. But that was a discomfort I needed to go through for my own personal growth. Yeah, so true. You know, and, and, and I take that discomfort any day over the discomfort of being stuck in a dead end career, draining my energy and, and failing and doing what everybody thought I should be doing, but still struggling to put food on the table, you know? Yeah. And now you don't have to worry about that because you follow your heart. So yeah. it's fabulous. Um, thank you so much for sharing like your amazing knowledge and wisdom with us. How do people work with you? What um, services do you offer? Yeah, so the intuitive energy healing, um, you know, people get in touch and we, we do what we need to do. Uh, we kind of decide on the best path of action in the first session. Um, but generally, I start off with doing energy work. So either remotely or in person. Um, I've got a lovely space on the on the slopes of Table Mountain. Um it's surrounded by trees uh, and I see people in person there two days a week and the other three days I do uh, remote sessions so we, we connect via zoom or whatsapp and yeah we do a few healing sessions do what needs to be done and then you know we move on to deeper work through the process you know we do some interactive work guided meditations and so on mm -hmm. um, I run classes and workshops periodically uh, on various subjects, soul retrieval, spirit release, healing past life wounds, uh, which includes accessing the Akashic records and information from the past. Um, and I run a sort of like a self-healing class just once a week for, for people who perhaps have done some energy healing and they don't need one-on-one -on -one energy healing anymore. They just need to do some, some basic self-practices um, mm. you know i do a process what i just call intentional breath work so harnessing divine energy through the breath through the intention through the imagination and and, and channeling that energy where it needs to go um yeah um, next year i'll bring in like an intermediate group as well um i do some some other groups that are invitation only at this stage but we might bring those online too and open them. Um, i think you know what i'm finding is people more and more people are wanting to be active participants in the mm -hmm. healing and that is really encouraging it's really it's really great i think people should take ownership of their healing journey yeah having those tools right so they can do them even when they're not in a session yeah. with you but they were able yeah. to apply it to themselves i mean i i love being able to give clients that because um mm -hmm. things come up you know wounds come up and you know and then you can you know what you can do to move through it yeah you know there's a difference um you know some things you should be able to do yourself for example you know you brush your own hair every morning mm. but you might not be skilled enough to give yourself a haircut or to mm. to color your hair then you go to a specialist but there are mm. certain things like energy wise that people should be able to do for themselves on a on a daily or at least weekly basis and then with the bigger stuff you go and you see a healer to sort out some of the bigger stuff mm. and yeah you know what i want to do is how i want to help people do more stuff for themselves yeah i mean i think that i love that as well that you know we're so lucky we have all these services available to us so that if we find ourselves stuck and unable to move forward in some way that there is a healer or a modality or something out there that can support us it's sort of changing that mentality that we're in this on our own because we're not there's so many people like, i always joke that i've had like a healing massive team to help me all the people that i've gone to to help me and support me to get to that next level that I just couldn't do on my own. And I think just having that acceptance that, you know, we are supported and we can reach out to get help and we don't have to do it on our own. It's kind of a real comfort. Um, yeah. So I can imagine that your clients feel that way, but I will be sure to put all your links and I really recommend your Instagram page as well, like for your energy updates, because <laughs> that's yeah. whenever I read it, I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't sleep. 
<laughs> that makes sense. Um, but it's been absolutely wonderful having you today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Was there anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up? No, just, yeah, you know, people can just do what they can to to keep healing. The tide's coming in and the more we can do for ourselves, the easier the journey's going to be. Yeah, definitely. Listening to our hearts is a big one. I think I love that, what you shared today, but it's been absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. That's been thank fun. Thank you. And there we have it, guys. An episode completed. I hope you enjoyed it and it raised a load of awareness in your mind. There was alarm bells going. You were all like, ding, that's totally me. Because that's what I was like when I started this journey. And that is the start of the process, finding out this information and realizing it has happened in your own life. So I really hope it was helpful. And before the next episode coming out next Wednesday, be sure to check us out on Instagram. So it's hearts underscore underscore happiness. Also, we have a YouTube channel where I share the videos I create for Instagram on. So you can check that out. They come on about once a week. And then we also have a Facebook group if you want to join to carry on the conversation. I want to create a community where we're all talking about our very real experiences and traumas. And then there is also my website called heartshappiness.co.uk, which you can check out to join our mailing list so that as I create new services and support tools for you all, you're the first to find out. And I have a freebie on there, so definitely check that out. It's five books that transformed my healing. So if you really want to kickstart and you know your life and the content in here, these books are like the basis of so much of my knowledge. So definitely check that out. And I will speak to you next week. I'm so excited to continue this journey with you to help you to find your own heart's happiness. Take care.